When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug, it's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to episode 110 NFL linebacker of the Los Angeles Chargers, Damon Lloyd. Uh, sure. We're going to be talking all about uh, Damon's uh, career in high school uh, as a as a going to college uh, as a small school player with big dreams of making it to the NFL. And uh, now he's on the Chargers. So super exciting stuff. Really excited to have you on, Damon. Uh, thanks for being on. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's going to be it's going to be a fun, fun story to tell, man. And I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I enjoy we talking. We are too. 
We are too. Our listeners are excited about this, Damon. You have just, I think, one of the most inspiring stories that I personally have ever heard in sports. So we all know how hard it is to become a professional athlete. And you have achieved that dream that so many set out to be. And we want to talk about that journey and what it took, all the obstacles that you overcame to reach your dream of becoming an NFL player. And I think we should start in high school where you were named Mr. Football in the state of Maryland. You led the state of Maryland in tackles as a linebacker, and you took your high school team to a state championship. Walk us through what it was like in high school and really becoming the star player that you ended up becoming your junior and senior year. Man, um, high school was a, was a rough time, man. Like, my genetics were fighting me in high school. So, like, basically, I mean, freshman year, um, I ended up going to John Carroll my freshman year. Had a whole different coach there. Um, he brought me in, wanted to play linebacker and fullback. And, I mean, at the time, I loved playing fullback. Uh, like, all of my rec years, my little league years, played fullback. Um, transitioned to linebacker my last year of rec. And, like, and that was, uh, I think I was pretty good at it. I don't even think I know what I was doing. Um, and then going into high school, my freshman, sophomore year, man, I was getting chubby. Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't do nothing about it. Like, my body, my genetics, whatever, puberty was just, was just going rampant on me. So, um, ended up, like, hybrid between fullback, guard, linebacker, three technique, like, off the edge, man. I would play, I would literally play everything. And, um, and I mean, I was blessed enough because, like, I had the IQ. I could, I knew how to play football. Um, so, I mean, no matter what position I was at, I was able to be successful and kind of mold and, and adapt to what I had to do, whatever job I had. So fast forward uh, to the good years. I mean, junior, senior year, junior year, John Carroll, we lost four or five games. We won like five and four. It was actually a bad year. We lost four games in total by 10 points. So rough year, like a lot of, a lot of the guys that came in, I transferred in. Um, three of my best friends transferred in. So we kind of were in a new program, new school, whatever. Um, but literally that last game of the year, my junior year, we all kind of looked at each other because that was a game we lost by, I think, two points. We were like, yeah, we're not going to lose again. Like, this is this is it. Like, And then we went to our – literally the day after we lost that game, worked out every single day, speed work, uh, field work. Uh, shout out to my coach, Coach Keith. Um he has one of the best gyms in Maryland where we trained at. So we're literally there from the day we lost that game all the way up until the 707 aspect of how football works in high school and then all that other stuff that goes on with it. Um, and then literally, I mean, yeah, just worked at my game. Like I had a great, like great friend group. I'm still, we're still all best friends to this day. We were all just grinding, um, working on our game. I really developed my linebacker game, just kind of, losing lost a lot of weight um and it, and it kind of came with I mean growing up as well like I couldn't like I said I couldn't fight puberty I couldn't fight what was happening to my body when I was younger like I wasn't gonna starve myself and like be a bodybuilder you know what I mean so um and shout out to the bodybuilders but <laughs> I kind of like yeah, no, no offense to them but like I'm just, that's just not me <laughs> like I'm yeah. just not gonna do that um but basically yeah like my senior year um, I couldn't even really tell you how it was just like, we just knew we were going to be some dogs. Like that's what it came down to. 
Um, we ended up yeah going twelve and zero, won the, the the state or the private school state championship. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, led the state in tackles. I think I had like hundred and seventy five or something like that. Dude, these um, these stats. Yeah. By the way, let me just jump in here, Damon. Like yeah. these stats. Like when I was reading them, because obviously I know Darius, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, let me brush up on, on Damon. Let me look at these right. stats. And I literally thought like someone like just smash their fingers on the numbers. And I was just like 175 tackles. Yeah, yeah. I was going crazy. Like, and that's the thing where, and it probably could have been more because a lot of the times I got subbed out um, in like third quarter if we were blowing a team out. But <laughs> it was like. 200. We'll just, we'll just round up. And call yeah, it. like it could, it could have been crazy in the same thing. And, and we'll get in league of college, could have been the same thing. But um, yeah, literally, I mean, high school, because the thing is high school football is, like I tell guys to this day, like the dudes, if I ever talk to some high school kids, like they don't understand how simple of a game high school football is. Like you're out there literally A gap, B gap, C gap. Like you don't, you really have very rarely any line movements. The offense either going to run slant, pose, digs, like they're, they're not going to run anything complex. Um, so like they, but you don't know that in a moment because you're in high school as well. So um, moving on, I guess from that, yeah, like, that year recruiting was weird for me because like I was a 5'11 linebacker um obviously wasn't the fastest on this like on the field like I was just a very productive linebacker and then my SAT on top of that was garbage like my SAT was really bad um and the thing is what boned me is my freshman and sophomore year I didn't realize how important school was like I didn't know I'm the first college football player college player period in my family so we nobody understood you had to like have a good grades that your first two years in high school to go to play college football. Um, so yeah, like my GPA, my first two years. You're, was wait, you're the you're the first uh, college like person in your family to go to college. You're saying or not like the first athlete. So I had my my grandmother like my grandmother, okay. my aunt, my mom. They went to college. Like they're okay. they're all nurses and all that. They yeah, all do yeah, the whole yeah. thing there. But I mean, the same thing, they want a whole different path too, like community college and stuff. So like, that's even more different, like going to community college first and like doing that whole transition. Yeah. But like, for me, I, I wanted to, I found out, I guess you can play football and like, I really had no idea how it worked. I didn't know how to get there. And then until my, my junior year, when I, when I transferred to John Carroll, uh, my advisor, I'll never forget. She was like, yeah, you need to get like a 3.5 in there in order to get into any college. Like, <laughs> regardless, I had like a 2.0 or something like that cumulative um, my, for my freshman and sophomore year. But I mean, yeah, when she told me that, though, locked in, like, I think my junior year I had like a 3.6 and then my senior year had like a 3.9. Wow. Like, I, went cra- awesome. I went crazy. Yeah. But it didn't help because then again, my SAT wasn't great. Um, never like I never got a tutor again didn't know how important the SAT was like they told yeah. me I didn't know how hard it was going to be like I didn't I didn't know anything going into it I literally just signed up for it paid for it was like all right like I'm just going to go in and take the test now, now I got I got to pause <laughs> here and tell you a funny story because there's a, yeah. a fantasy football group that I play with and uh, the the stakes are are hilarious Damon uh, you know and and one of these this this past year the loser had to go and sign up for the SAT and take the <laughs> SAT. And these are all guys in their 30s, but they had to go and take like whatever a six-hour test. <laughs> that is an awesome bet. So, that is so one of our one of our buddies had to do that. And then 
did he get his results? What did he, what did he get? I forget. Like, I'll, I'll get oh back to you on it. <laughs> I'll circle back. That is, that is they were probably I, horrific. <laughs> I would have never thought about that as being a, a, a punishment on a bet. Yeah, <laughs> the loser, the loser, the worst person in the league had to do that. That <laughs> is a what a great idea. Like, that's so much better than like making them do like a public stint or something. Like, yeah, go take the SAT. Like, they, nobody's <laughs> gonna know. They're the only one that has to live with that. Like, the only <laughs> one. What a so, great idea. So, Damon, you are crushing it on the football field. You're working out with Coach Keith. You're getting yep. into shape, and you're picking up the grades, and recruiting starts to happen your junior, senior year. How did that process go? And ultimately, you ended up going to college at Indiana University of Pennsylvania, the yep. Red Hawks, which are just outside of Pittsburgh. How did that all come about? So basically, um, yeah, so like like I was kind of saying, like recruiting was iffy because, again, 5'11 linebacker or whatever um, kind of was it, – it was weird, man. So basically what happened was based off of like my SAT, whole bunch of different things going on. My school, private school, so, you know, like the Ivy Leagues are coming, the Patriot Leagues are coming. Uh, like those are the schools that were that were really recruiting us because they expected – whatever academic prestige basically like i talked to like holy cross i talked to buck i talked to a lot of smart schools a lot of them were like yeah you need to get a perfect sat in order to come here <laughs> like, just based off of my my gpa and all that like no matter how well i did my past two years it didn't matter because my my first two years in high school so um what ended up happening is so i was getting a lot of interest from uh howard university i was getting a lot of interest from hbcus uh morgan state was it was probably my top school at one point and then um, I was also like, I didn't really care about going division one though. Like I was, I simply just knew I needed to go to college for free. Like I knew that my, my family situation financially, like I wasn't going to be able to, to not go to college and, and, and have my mom pay for it. Like there was no way. So that was what my mind was on throughout the whole recruiting process. So I took every single opportunity of whatever school that was interested in me and, and went and visited, no matter if it was D2, D1, Division three, whatever. So ended up, like, if I can recall correctly, ended up, like, reducing my list down to, like, Morgan State. Um, and then I want to say UC Davis ended up coming in pretty late from a, one of the coaches that recruited me. UC I, Davis? UC yeah, so University of California they, Davis? Yep, yep, right wow. up the street from here, right down the street. Wow. So like, yeah, so basically what happened with that is one of those recruiters from IUP, the linebackers coach went to UC Davis, mm. like midway through recruiting me. And then he wanted to kind of get me out here and, and, and offer me a scholarship. And then basically on the phone with him, I was like, considering it, considering it. And I was, I started thinking about my mom. I was like, there's no way my mom could survive with me being all the way out here for college. No way. So um, kind of shot that down right away. And then, um, and then, like I said, Division One was not a priority for me. Uh, so India, so IUP came in the window. Uh, Bowie State, like a lot of the Division Twos that that really liked me, they they offered me like full ride scholarships, which was a blessing. And then IUP was just a school that was a medium sized school. It was uh, a program that was based on winning traditionally, the big family aspect. So committed to IUP kind of on I committed on my visit um, I didn't even have a fun visit like didn't even go to a party or nothing I just, I just knew like I wanted to win um, I knew what the money was looking like and then from there I was like I'll figure it out from there and, that, and then the, 
also the degree I wanted to get in exercise science was something that I really wanted to do too. So on top of all three of those things, it was a no brainer to go to IUP and it was the best decision I made. I love that. That's so cool. You are talking to two of the biggest mama boys you'll meet. And it sounds yeah. like yeah. your mama's boy as well. So we got oh, three on the podcast. <laughs> and 100%. so you get there and the winning keeps going just where you left off in high school, your senior year, you guys yeah. keep winning in college, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, I don't think I only lost six games in college or something like that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like six or seven, something like that. Yeah, we, we didn't lose a lot. And when we, when we did lose, we were like, it was it was a bad thing when we lost. So, um, and, and yeah. you personally, you were an All-American, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was All-American twice. I was All-American my sophomore year and my senior year. Um, wow. Probably could have been junior year, but that was the, the worst year we had. We won eight and three. And like eight and three at IUP is basically like going two and seven. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. We, oh we my like gosh. those, if we would have went two and seven, went eight and three, it would have been the same thing. Like the yeah. coaches would have been the same. It didn't matter. So I, um, I want to, I want to jump in here, Rick, because I got, I, prior to this, like I said, I was getting to know you and like looking at the numbers and all that stuff. And then I was like, I, of course I went on YouTube and watched your highlight tape. Yeah. And, and I was like, I was like, dude, like this guy's savage. You're like, yeah, no, I was like, 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 like you're humbling people across the middle. I go, yeah. I go, oh my god! Like there were, like my wife looked at me and she goes, "You okay?" I go, "Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay." I just <laughs> felt the pain for that uh, slot wide receiver right there. Yeah, yeah, college man. I had a few. I had a few of those like where I was just laying dudes out, man. I was just like. I didn't get a penalty, like but that, I never got told no, so I was like, whatever. Like, <laughs> there, it was uh, there was one moment, Damon, in your highlight tape, and if you go back and watch it on YouTube, like it, it felt like I was watching a car accident. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, they just circled him. Yeah, I see that guy coming across the middle. <laughs> yeah, man, it was bad. It was that was college was a fun time, and then like. Yeah. yeah, like, and all the accolades started coming in, like, whatever, All-American, All-Conference yeah. region. Dude, and it was just... 382 tackles. Yeah, like, yeah. That's insane. Like, three-time All-Conference, three-time All-Region, two-time All-American, and you led your team to, what, the semifinals or the, the championship for D2 football? Yeah, so we went, so my sophomore year, we won our conference championship and then won the regional championship. And then ended up losing to Western Florida or West Florida um, in the semifinals, which was like, dude, I mean, hey, respect to West Florida, but it was like dude, they had transfers from all over the place. We were just out there trying to survive. And we had guys failing drug tests. We had guys hurt. Like it was, it was a, a <laughs> bad game, man. We were just in there just trying to survive. And we, I mean, we only lost by I think like ten points, so it was fun. But it was like from that moment. I don't know. I'm not sure what happened in the program, but <clears throat> I mean, we just kind of, we had a weird transition of like from that winning point where we knew how to get there, but sustaining the success was kind of our problem. And then, I mean, at the same time, other teams are good too. Like, like Shepard, the team that beat us my senior year in the playoffs, like that's a, a dog team and they're, they're a really good team. So that's just how it goes, man. Football is football. <laughs> At, at what point, so so in high school, you know, you go to IUP and then you're at IUP. At what point are you like, maybe I could play pro? Like, like was it in high school? Was it like, like, did you have that ambition in high school? And then at what point at IUP were you just like, this could happen? Yeah, so in high school, I didn't care, man. Like, my only priority was to go to college for free. Yeah. Um, 
like I guess and to be honest with you I never had like the the dream like the quote-unquote I honestly I guess never evaluated my talent until and then leading into your question now like until like my junior year after my sophomore year being all American and all that I was like I'm, I'm pretty good like I think I like and my coaches like they didn't my coaches didn't mention it because I mean they know the reality of playing division two and going to NFL is slim to none like it's it's a it's it's a very hard thing to do so my junior year I nothing changed mentally like I didn't change anything about myself like I still school was number one like I graduated uh college with a 3.7 GPA like I was made sure school wow. was what I wanted to Congrats. do because that's, that's what awesome. I went to college for yeah love I appreciate that. it love that. yeah especially coming from like 2.0 GPA in high school so like um, but I, I went to IUP knowing that I wanted to graduate like I didn't I didn't have any ambition really for football after college like I knew that that was my first goal and then like I said junior year started realizing it. I was like I'm pretty good blah 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 um, and then senior year, same thing, didn't change anything, went through the season. And then once the season ended, scouts started coming or they would come in during practice as well. So I would talk to different scouts during practice or wow. they would get information on me, start doing stuff like they'll pull me out of class and like start talking to me and all that. So that's when I, it kind of became a reality. And I was like, I, I know I could ball. I knew I was a dog. I just didn't know what it took like I didn't know what like the criteria to make it to the professionals was what it was you didn't, so, you didn't but, know what you didn't know you didn't yeah exactly like I didn't have like an older and an OG or whatever somebody to kind of tell me the game on like how to make it or whatever so basically what ended up happening is that that time period when I was getting interviewed and all that um the Canadian Football League is super connected uh with with my IUP so we, we had a few guys go up there from the program like throughout the years and I talked to every single Canadian team my senior year, and they all were like, we, you, you can play, like you're a ball, you can ball. And once the Canadian league started talking to me, I said, why can't, I was like, why, why not the NFL then? Like, I started kind of plotting out, and then I like started doing a little bit of research, like looking at different linebackers that's made it over the years. I'm like, why, like, I can do this. Like, I don't see why, I'm a, I'm a dog as well. Um, and then just, just knowing how I play and my, my, my linebackers coach, he was a guy that he kept me very humble and not in the sense of like talking down on me, but he kept it real with me, kept it realistic with me. And no matter how many times he like said I was a great linebacker, he also reminded me like I played division two ball, like the chances of making it are not very high. So, and the thing is I never hung my hat on it, never hung my hat on making it to the professionals. Um, I was just like, if it happens, it happens. If not, then I, that's why I went to college. Like I want to go do something with it. So how did your yeah. pro day come about? Man. So what a nightmare. So basically, I mean, I came out, my draft year was the, was the COVID year. So again, doesn't help playing division two during the COVID year. Um, so I, I trained at test Academy up in New Jersey for a uh, two and a half, like three months or whatever. Went through that whole process and March 16th was my pro day. Literally got a call on the 15th Sunday night, like packed my bag, had everything ready to go all the way up to uh, Pittsburgh to go do my pro day. They called me Sunday night, like it's canceled, like COVID. That's when like the, like the lockdown really started happening um, and canceled the pro day. I had a pro day uh, that same week with Duquesne on a Wednesday. 
happened again. Two canes canceled, like the Steelers, I think. Uh, Steelers, Philly, like there was a few teams that wanted to see me specifically canceled. Um, and then I had local days lined up with uh, Baltimore, Philly, and Washington canceled like that following week. So once all of that happened in that sequence, I came to reality of like, I'm not like, I'm probably not going to get picked up. Like I knew, I knew being realistic, I knew I was going to get drafted, but me and my agent and I, we were banking on like, we, we, we can have a good chance of making a, a camp at least. After all that got canceled, there was no way. So I had to basically, I was home or I was already home. Um, again, shout out to coach Keith did my pro day at the gym that I trained at and has a whole indoor facility or whatever. Where my forty did the whole looks nine. nice, looks nice. Yeah, that's awesome. the thing. Like I, that's the best I could do, man. Like had uh, had somebody recorded for me. Had my literally everybody in that video or all my friends from from home. Or, <laughs> like no scouts could be there. Like all, what are, I thought, I thought that was when I was looking at the YouTube video. It's yeah. I think it's red and black in there. I think that was like the colors yep. I saw, yep, and I was yep. just like, I thought that was IUP's campus. I was like, oh. Oh, heck no! Oh my gosh, heck no! I wish. <laughs> no, we, no, no, we have no indoor facility there. I mean, yeah, you have anybody. No, we ain't have none of that. Uh, so it was a blessing to be able to be there. Um, and then again, like, shout out to my friends that helped me out. We had the whole laser jar where we had people doing the measurements for me. And it was the best that we could do. My agent sent it out to all the CFL teams and all that. Sent it to whatever scouts that were talking to me from the NFL. And then, yeah, that, that's basically all I could do. So a couple months go by and the draft takes place. And as you said, with COVID and all the obstacles there with being in person with folks, that just really doesn't come to fruition. But if I'm correct here, it was June, was it June 18th? Did you get a phone call in June? Did somebody reach out to you then? Um, I can't really recall that day specifically, but I can kind you're, of just- you're asking, the, you're asking this guy June 18th. Like, I forget what I, I, forget what I eat for breakfast over here, like- <laughs> I thought no, I read something good. about you signing on June 18th. I thought that'd be a memorable day you wouldn't <laughs> forget. This past year? Last year. Oh, oh, I mean, yeah. That would be oh yeah with the so I mean we're kind of skipping past a lot of stuff though from, from yeah, June come on, 18th. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, and, I, and that's the thing, like I want to be able to kind of get you the whole story because yeah it's that's nuts. what i want to hear that's what yeah. i want david hear. i'm gonna chop this up we're gonna edit that up i, I apologize no, for my brother he's a little slow he's jumping ahead God, of it's, all, it's all good <laughs> like, honestly like I, and that's the thing like and i'm not even saying it for me like i i want to whoever's in my shoes or whoever would want to be watching this i want them to, to understand if you really want to get to this level and throughout all the adversity that i'll talk about like it can happen but it also can't happen. So that that's, I, I just don't want to skip over stuff because I just understand that there, there's people that are, that are probably going to want to see this and be like, this is the reality of what, what this profession is. Um, yeah, so I mean, so I guess, yeah, before, before June 18th with the charges, I'm assuming you're talking about when I signed, um, ended up, so, so after the draft happened, uh, 2020, ended up uh, my agent, got it all set up to go. I was going to go sign and play with Montreal up in the CFL. You know, I was excited for that. Cause I was like, that's what I, that was realistic. I knew the CFL route was a realistic thing for me to make it to whatever level I want to play at. Um, so basically literally had the contracts, talked to the GM going to sign with Montreal. That's where I was going to play football. 
that was in like May. June comes by. We're still talking, like still haven't signed yet because COVID still is going on in Canada. Um, and they had, I mean, their cases were a lot worse than ours. So it was up in the air. We had no communication really. July comes by, same thing. Like this is when they tell us they're cutting 33% of the contract. Like there, there's a lot of different stuff going on in the CFL, but like I didn't care because I just knew I needed to get film. I knew I just wanted to play ball. August comes around, cancel it, season canceled. So like those three months, everybody, myself and like other people I know, we're just training, working out, working out, working out like trying to just be ready for whenever camp, because when that call was going to come, camp was going to be like that next week. Yeah. So like we had to just stay, stay in shape and stay ready. Now you so, working at the same time too? Yeah. So I was delivering pizzas. I was door dashing. I was working at the gym. Um, and I was also taking a spring class because I had th- literally three credits left to graduate. Wow. So took a, took my, my capstone class. Um, delivering pizzas like it was it was nuts man like going through the whole thing man so like just grinding like that's I mean saying like that's all I knew how to do and then at the same I was training uh younger high school kids like how to play linebacker doing the whole thing man like and I and I enjoyed it for the most part some of the middle school kids I mean I'm sure y'all y'all know how it goes with middle schoolers like I don't know, man. I, I, I knew that's not what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> when I was done with that, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I can't train these kids. I can't do that. Like, that's not what I can do. Um, but, yeah, basically, after that moment, though, like, after August hit, season's canceled, I, like, kind of evaluated my situation and, and wrapped up my agent. I was like, I can't, like, I can't give it up yet. Like, there's no, I, no one told me no yet. If, a scout or somebody, if I would have went to a camp or whatever, and somebody would have been like, you're just, you just can't do it. You're not good enough. I would have been cool with that. I would have been like, cool. Hung my cleats up, got my degree, got my certification. I would have been cool. If I went to grad school or whatever. Um, and yeah, that was, that was like that whole situation in COVID and all that, man. So it, and then do you want me to just keep rolling through it? Dude, yeah, let's go. Come on. Yeah. This, this right, is cool. awesome, man. So, this like, is great. I- this I, is I the juice. This, this is the juice inside the orange. It is, man. Exactly. <laughs> the juice. Facts. I'm squeezing it. Facts. Uh, so, like, basically, man, so after that whole thing happened, um, quarantine's going down. I'm, I mean, y'all know how it went. In the crib, I had to sneak to the gym. Like, like again, shout out to Coach <laughs> Keith. Um, guy, he gave me the password to the gym. I was in there dolo, just in there working out, running, lifting, everything solo. Um, and then I had a friend, one of my good friends, Josh Woods, he plays for the uh, Detroit Lions right now, me and him. And then he joined up in the summertime. We're just working out, doing the whole thing. Like, Is he, was he an undrafted free agent as well? Yep. Yep. He was also undrafted. He, he came out, I think, like 2018 or something like that. Um, where did he go to school? Did he go to like a D2? No, nah, he played in Maryland. So, I mean, you feel oh. me? Like, he played in Maryland. So, I hope he would make it. And I hope he sees this. I hope he – because we have a whole argument about that. Oh, um, about being a being an underdog and all that. So, I mean, I'll get into him eventually. But um, <laughs> anyway, and then basically, yeah. So that whole year, training, 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 and then my agent calls me about the spring league, which is like I had no idea what the spring league was. I was like, "You're telling me I have to go play for free? Like that's that's the idea of the spring league? Which is it's a blessing to go down there and play." So I went down in Houston. May like second or something. I think uh actually like April twenty eighth or something like that. Um, 
flew down to Houston, had to pay for my flight and all that. They had us in a hotel. It was four teams down there. I know. Have you all watched any of the USFL games? Yes, sir. Yeah. So same organization, same people that run it, whatever. So we're down there, six games. Uh, one of the craziest situations ever been in to play football. And I'm extremely grateful for the spring league to allow me to come down there and play. But at the same time, man, it was hard to stay healthy, man, because it was just like we're in, first off in Houston, my first time ever being in Houston in the summer. It's hot, humid. It was humid. one of the worst humid. climates I've ever been in my life. Like I tell, <laughs> I tell people to this day, like I would never want to go back to Houston. Like, I, <laughs> I can never, I can't live there, no vacations, don't nobody get married down there, none of that. So, um, and you told all your friends if you get married in Houston, yeah, I'm like, send you a nice I'm, gift. I'm, I'm gonna send you. Yeah, I'll send a gift. I can't be there. I'm sorry. If you're wearing a tux, if, you if you've got to go down and play the Texans, you're gonna be uh sick that week. Man, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> nah. man, gratefully the Texas Stadium's indoors, so it's like whatever. They got that AC bumping yeah, right like, good. In there. But um, yeah, so like down in Houston, man, play six games down there. Uh, all the games were on like Fox Sports and all that. So I mean. It was a great avenue to ball out and get noticed. And and I remember, like, sidetracked, like, week four, man, I was ready to quit. I was ready to give it up, man. I was, I was like, why? A day. It was, why were you, it was why a were lot you of things. There was a lot of things going on, man. Like, down there, it wasn't, it had nothing to do with football. It was, uh. it was external stuff. It was like, and I, I mean, I sound like I'm complaining, but like, it was the climate, it was our like training room situation recovery we didn't have much of it um i bet people did quit yeah th no there was a lot of people that, that 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 ended up getting out of it and like at the same time the crazy part is you can get cut so like there was dudes getting cut like my roommate got cut we were going through like it was just a it was just a mental whirlwind man and the thing is like i would ball out in these games but like i was dumb depressed like i was super depressed like throughout mm. like most of the time there and then gratefully, I mean, shout out to my guys that I played with, and I'm still real cool with them to this day. They all kind of like, we kind of, and this is where I developed that take my mind away from football thing where I didn't want to talk about football. I didn't want to like, and we all kind of were like that. And then we just bonded and came, became a cool friend group. And then football wasn't necessarily, and like the externals wasn't what I was stressed about no more. I was just down there enjoying my time, just playing ball. Um, and then, yeah, basically, came out healthy gratefully um and then literally came back home and like I said getting ready to quit I was like came back home I was at my grandma's house um this is that day yeah June or no no not that day but like June 14th joint June 13th at my grandma's house like breaking leaves or something like helping her with her garden or something outside and basically I get this this phone call from this California number I was like I don't know anybody from California, like who could be calling me from there? Like <laughs> none of like my brain is like, there's no, why would the charge, why would anybody on the West coast be calling? Me? So I like, I'm like, let me answer this phone, answer it. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like from the, from the Los Angeles charge. Blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, is, is this real? Like I had to ask the guy, like, I was like, is it? cause I remember at that point at that time, like, this time last year, there were like different stories about dudes lying about being scouts on like Twitter and stuff. And, there was like different things going on and then social media. So I was skeptical. I was like, yeah, like, have you talked to my agent yet? And blah, blah, blah. He was like, no, 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 no. I slept with my agent's info. And then my agent called me back. He was like, yeah, like, this is, this is legit. Like, this is the charge. I was like, oh, crap. So that basically that next day, they flew me out here, 
had to do like five, six physicals. And then, yeah, I was a Los Angeles Charger on the 18th. It was, it was freaking nuts like that. And then, so basically on that day at my grandma's house, I texted my agent. I said, John, I have two weeks left. If I'm not picked up in two weeks, I'm, I'm hanging the cleats up. Like I told him that straight up. Like I didn't want to, didn't want to train no more. Didn't want to go through the, the, uh, the un the uncertainty of the situation, like not knowing if I'll be playing, if I will, and dude, the Chargers called me two days after that text. So, yeah, it was, wow. it was nuts. So like, wow. that, yeah, somebody like, somebody was listening to you. Yeah, and like they were listening, they were watching on Fox. I hope, and like, and and then that's that's what it came down to, man. Like I was just down there balling. Um, our defense was super simple. Obviously, like we only played six games, so it was like what I produced on film was like my raw abilities. And that was the blessing of playing in the spring league. Like they allowed you to showcase it as long as you were healthy, like you could do what you could do. Were the stats um, like, I, I don't, I didn't look up the spring stats. Sorry. I didn't get that. Yeah. Depth, they didn't but... track They didn't track no stats. <laughs> I, I don't even know where you could look those up. <laughs> like, 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 what, what no were they? like, were they, were they, were they like popping off the page on, on some games or were they like, uh, it was, it was like the film that really got you. It was both. It's like, I mean, if you watch the game, I was making, I was making a lot of plays. I was definitely making a lot of tackles. Um, and then like there were one or two games where I had some really good plays. Like I had interception, like the second to last game had um, just a lot of quality linebacker play. Uh, again, I was like just playing ball and making a lot of plays. I played all the spe- like special teams. I was flying on kickoff, like making, making good plays on kickoff. So like I did everything that I could control, you know. I just I just knew I could play ball. Um, what do you think? And, then, yeah. and I should have I should have asked you this a while ago, but I know you said your IQ is just your football IQ. You could play like like anywhere when you got yeah. around. But like, what do you think is like your top three qualities as a as a linebacker? You know, six six foot linebacker. Like, what do you what do you think are your top three qualities? Um, I mean, it's definitely my instincts are what. Is, is and that's it's something that's just a natural ability um my instincts is for sure number one um my physicality like toughness I mean I have like being a being a five eleven six foot linebacker I have leverage so I mean I can get under things I can blow things up um and then just kind of like the the willing to just to want to be great like not necessarily like I guess necessarily in the inspirational aspect but I just cannot be denied like I can't picture in my head losing a rep. Like that's, that's like a quality of mine that people, you can't, you don't know it until like you watch me play and like the grittiness on how I play. So yeah, instincts, toughness, and just the, the willing to not be denied, man. Like that's, those are my attributes. And you, you remind me, I, I, I don't know if you know, Sam Mills. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I've heard that a few times. Yep. Dude, like you're like it's just like I'm, I'm just like yeah. excited. and Sam Mills is from Long Branch, New Jersey, which is the town next to us, and he went to yep. like Montclair State and stuff. Yep. Like, yeah, man, he was a dog, man. Yeah, that, that was a comparison I got a lot when I was uh, in college and all that, and coming out into the pros. Like that was a guy that, like him, like London Fletcher was another one. Like there was a few guys yeah. that was just the smaller guys that just defied the odds. Just like I want a ball. Yeah, well, London no, Fletcher too played for the yeah. played for the uh, Redskins or the Washington Football Team now, so it was like yeah. right, in your, right yeah. in your backyard. Yeah, man, and that, yep, watched him growing up as well. And it was like again, like I like I wasn't a big football, like I didn't really because again, my family nobody really played sports, so like we didn't really watch 
a lot of football. Like my my favorite team growing up was the Colts, just because I like the colors. Like I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even like necessarily. And then once I got into it, it was like all right, cool. Like I like Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison was like my guys. And then like yeah, it turned into um Antoine Bethay and then like Bob Sanders and like I started to really understand football. Yeah, around like eight nine years old, and then I was like, oh, I love it now. Like that's what I like to do. Well, so, side, side note on the colors, because if you like colors, you're on you're on the team that has like, in my opinion, yeah. the coolest jerseys in the NFL. Yeah, our especially our our, our alternative jerseys. So like oh. our navy blue ones and our royal, those are so crazy. Fire. Um, yeah, and then the combinations with the yeah with our yellow and white and like blue and white or whatever. Like, yeah, we're real crisp. I I, I definitely love the way I look at them for sure. So, so uniforms, uniforms are clearly one of the best parts about being on the Chargers. SoFi Stadium's probably got to be right up there with it. Talk to us about some of your favorite things now as you got settled in on the team. And you did have to overcome an injury I, I read about, right? Yeah, so basically I got with the Chargers. Um, I was like the last addition to the defensive room um, in the beginning of training camp last year. So only new guy, early skill position guy kind of learned the defense in a week and I can't I mean I can't give you too much detail but we have like one of the most complex defenses in the league just off of how many packages we have different blitzes like we have a lot of terminology to know so that first week man I'm stressing like I'm like dude don't really know what to like how I'm going about it um and then basically yeah so went through camp um the reps that I got man I was making plays and that's what it came down to like Every rep I would get, I had to show up on the film. That's what my linebackers coach told me, and one of the and Coach Will Hoyt is one of the best coaches I've been around. And he just kept it real with me, like, "Yo, you have to show up." And no matter if I had two reps that day, if I had five reps, if I had ten reps, whatever I had to do is what I had to do. So, all the camp, I mean, played really well, and then got to the second preseason, or I guess played the Rams' first preseason game, played a good amount in the fourth quarter. Um, obviously wasn't satisfied with that and then going into the San Fran week you know went through that whole we had joint practice with San Fran um went pretty well didn't get as much reps as I would want to and then that's just part of the game but um get to the game and then my first my first live rep on special teams on punt um I'm at right tackle getting to my stairs balls hike you know I'm getting into my set and then dude flies blows me just smacked me right in my chest like I was not expecting that at all like I'm thinking like I'm gonna be able to and this is my first live rep so I'm like let me just think of my technique and all that nah like technique was done I was like I'm not gonna blow up again <laughs> so the next rep comes around the next punt comes um same thing right tackle get into my set I'm like yeah I'm not getting blown up this time um get into a quick set boom put, uh strike the guy shut him off so I set him on my inside Running down the field, uh, the punt returners on my left side. And basically, I mean, I'm, I can't really give you, like, I don't really know the whole process because, like, that kind of, like, that that whole injury and all that is was a crazy time to me. So, basically, running down, the guy, whoever I shut it off, I went to go cut off my right leg at this time that he pushed me in the back and felt my knee just pop. And like in the moment, I was like, "There's no way." So like, I get up, like I I obviously fall, my knee gave out. Get up, jog off the field, and then like, I'm just like, "There's something not right right now." Like something doesn't feel right. 
And then what's crazy is they're all supposed to play basically that whole second half too. So get on the bench and then I'm just sitting there like my knee just starts buzzing, just starts burning. Crazy sting. And I'm like, yeah, this 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 is not right. And then yeah, did the whole ACL test and yeah, it turns out I tore my ACL. And then yeah, man, like like I said, like that that first like three weeks, four weeks of that process, my brain just kind of like it's a fog right now. I don't even I don't even want to dwell on anything that, that kind of will happen with it. And the, it's not nothing against you. It's just like that's how my body or my mind kind of adapted to that trauma or like that injury. Whereas like right now, I mean, it feels great. Like went through the whole, I'm at nine, like nine months in a week right now of post-surgery. You're and, inspired. Uh, Your story is so inspiring. I think that's one of the biggest things is, you know, you fought this hard to get there and then you had right. this devastating injury, but right. that didn't stop you either. You kept fighting. Yeah. That's all I know how to do. It was like, I had I mean, great resources out here. I mean, I'm in, I'm in LA. So it was like, this couldn't be a better place to do ACL rehab. Like if I was in Wisconsin or if I was in Chicago, I mean, it would have sucked, man. Like it would have been cold up there. So, I mean, I'm down here, the, the charges, I mean, they, again, like I played very well in camp. So, I mean, Staley, uh, what's the name? Um, Tom and my library's coach. I mean, they all saw that I could perform. They knew I could ball. And I was blessed enough to obviously still be part of the program right now. So, um, yeah, like, so ended up going through all my rehab. La literally last Friday that just passed, I mean, finally did the paper on, like, I'm, I'm cleared to ball. So it, this past week or this week, um, been the past two days OTAs, been moving really well. I'm, I'm feeling really good. My breaks feel really good. Laterally, um, I'm feeling really good. And now it's just kind of getting – just getting the natural routine back, getting my eyes back, being able to see concepts, doing the whole nine or playing linebacker. So, man, I mean, it's it's a blessing to still be here, and it's it just shows. I mean, I don't really, I don't know how to, I don't know how to fold, man. Like, I I I can't give it up that easy. Like, there's no way. And at the same time, I know I still have the ability. I know I can still fall. I love and that. I, yeah, and, that, and that's all. I back on, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's 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 awesome, man. Like I, I truly truly cherish every single day that I'm here, because um, again, I'm I'm a very realistic person. I understand how this works. I understand the business of it. So it's like I'm a I'm a just keep grinding like I do until until somebody says I can't do it, and then that's what it is. So I, I'm and, I'm definitely enjoying it. And just to just to confirm, like you're you feel 100 now, like you're good you're good to go. Like yeah. After. So basically, I mean. I would say, I would say I'm probably like 90, 94. Like I could, I can get, I can get through practice and I can get through everything and everything feels good. Um, I just got, I can't say a hundred yet. Cause I haven't hit nobody yet. Like I have no pads on. Yeah. I have to, like, I'm, I'm really curious and I'm, I'm pretty confident in like my body and how, like how it's going to feel when I hit somebody again, like bracing off of my leg, you know what I mean? So in regards to like seven on seven, going through individual drills, um, doing everything I have to do in space as a linebacker, I feel great. Damon, um, you said you said a big reason for why you stayed so healthy and uh, been in such good shape was Revolve Nutrition, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. And Revolve yep. Nutrition, that's a uh, supplement brand that folks that are listening to the podcast, they can go on revolvenutrition.com and find it. Yes, sir. So, I mean, even on my Instagram too, uh, if, if you can like that, 
Um, yeah, so basically, short thing about Revolve, I mean, they're a small brand that just started up, and it's one of my close friends, uh, older brother that started it up, and just a just somebody that I know, like, instead of working with a big brand, whereas, like, I may just be another influence or another person part of the brand, I mean, I know I have a personal connection with, with who I'm working with, and, like, I talk to him every other day on the phone, like, that type of connection, so... Um, yeah, they, they provide me with everything I need in regards to recovery, in regards to protein, um, even different resources on techniques on getting healthier, just like different stretches, stuff like that, man. They, they just, it's a, it's a very, I, I want to say family oriented thing. So yeah, shout out to Revolve. Um, again, like uh, they have a great system going on where if you if you need education on how to get healthier, what do you need to do? They, they have all that on the website and on their Instagram. So yeah, shout out to them. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, Revolve Nutrition, check it out, folks. And before we get you out of here, I know Rob wants to run through a couple of fun, lighthearted questions here with you towards the end cool. of the podcast to wrap it up. Rob, take it away. No, these are some real serious questions. All right, so I got to know, who's the funniest person in the Chargers locker room, man, there's a locker room. we have one of the fun. We have one of the coolest locker rooms in the league. I have to say, uh, I gotta say, it's either. So I'm a person like I, I the the humor that I like, like I'm a big dry humor guy. Yeah. Um, and like and people that are goofy. So I gotta say, like Chris Brump is one of the guys that um is one of the goofier, funnier guys. Like he plays outside linebacker for us. So, and he's that's a, a, a good friend of mine too. So somebody that we just kind of have like the, the connection, you know what I mean? Like that, that humor connection. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's one of the funnier guys. And then like on top of that, the dudes that are just like that awkward, you know, those, like those awkward, funny guys, like where they're, yeah. they're just like in the corner, not bothering nobody or nothing. Like um, Nick Neiman is one of those guys in our locker in the <laughs> linebacker room. And Nick Neiman. Just like, you know, he's not hurting nobody. He's just like quiet. It's like, Bro, his his mannerisms and he doesn't. It's the people that aren't trying to be funny that are funny to me. So <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's probably those two guys for hundred percent. That's awesome. And then who's an undrafted free agent that you're like you're like yo, that's my boy. Like I I love that guy. Like that that dude. I'm like rooted hardcore for him. Like a college guy. Yeah, I like well, someone in the pros right now, like undrafted okay, um, free agent. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a few man like. I mean, off the top of my head right now, um, Josh Woods that I mentioned earlier uh, with Detroit, somebody that, I mean, I witnessed the whole process with uh, him coming out. Um, Deontay Harris, he's a, the returner for the Saints. Yeah. Played against him in high school. He played Division Two as well. Um, another guy that's just like inspirational, motivational for me. And then, um, shoot, I guess like, literally anybody that like I meet as I, as I'm in the league and they tell me that they're a free agent, it just gives me some type of, I don't know, man, it just gives me a fire. It's like, dude, knowing that some guys are coming from free agency and making a name, like playing X amount of years, it just makes me feel good, man. Even, and again, I understand the business and I understand like the average of three years or whatever, but it just makes me feel good. Like knowing that you can be at this, this level of the profession and still ultimately make it and, and play a good amount of years. So yeah. Every um, day is a tryout for like your team, the other team, something like that. Yeah. yeah that's stuff. how it goes, man. Yeah. It's like, and the thing is, if you don't even, and I, I try not to really think about it in that way. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, it's football. 
Yeah. It's just football, man. Like it's it's yeah, sure, it's my profession right now, but football is a it's a game, it's a sport. Like you go out there again, like we like we kind of mentioned before the podcast started, like you make mistakes and it's just like that's what happens with the game. Yeah. So um and then yeah, like and then if teams like you, then they like you. If they don't like you, then that's just how it goes. Like that's yeah. just how it, and that's just like human beings as a as a whole. People like you, people dislike you. You can't do nothing about it. So whatever, whatever universe, whatever God has planned for me, that's what's gonna happen. So I'm I'm grateful awesome. to be here regardless though. That's awesome. We'll have to get Josh Woods on on the pod. We'll have to get Josh Woods. So. Yeah, he'd be a, he, he's a he's a very entertaining guy. I think yeah, I should. I yeah. think we should. We'll we'll sync on this. We'll get a we'll get a roster of awesome undrafted free agents to tell for their sure. um all right. So this is going back home to Maryland. Where are the best crab cakes in Maryland? Man, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I do like crab cakes, but like I'm not the biggest crab cake like seeker. But um, in my area alone, uh, Box Hill Pizzeria has one of the best crab cakes I've ever had. It's right down the street. Okay. Yeah, it's right up in uh, Abingdon, Maryland. Uh, okay, it's it's one of the best places. Shout out to um, Box. Shout out to Box Hill Pizzeria. Yes, you're gonna, Box Hill you're gonna Pizzeria. get that nil. You're gonna get. <laughs> I swear, I know. I get a little partner deal. Uh, but then, like wings, though, like I, man, I love wings. Like best wings out in here, like California out here, man. They don't got the best wings out here, man. So it's like That's when cool. I go home, I really cherish it. So um, my best spot for wings is uh, Looney's Pub. Either mm-hmm. in the in the Baltimore location, Bel Air, it doesn't matter. They have they have great wings. Um, and then down in the city, a uh, place called Kisslings down there. Oh, you're not done. You're, you're gonna keep going. Nah, nah, <laughs> like, what are you like? Boy, I'm on. Yeah, I got Yelp. I got whatever. I got collections. I got pages, man. It doesn't matter. We'll just you hit up David if I'm in Maryland for, for yes, sir. So, all right. Um, you know, just a quick question here. So, Rick did an internship with the New York Jets, and it was right next to my college. So he would bring me in there for the food because I was a college yeah. student, and he was a first year out of college. Um, how's the food situation with the Chargers? They treating you nice? Like you guys got you guys got good food? Yeah, our food is definitely it's 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 good for because you have to think at the same time. Yeah, they have to cater to a lot of different people. They have to cater to people upstairs. They got to cater to older population, younger. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they can't necessarily freestyle or like they can't really sauce it up as best as they could. But overall, our food is 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 very good. Like our best days for me, like I love when we have like a Mediterranean plate, or if we have different um, like we'll have like poke bowls and like a different raw like ahi tuna and stuff like that. Like that, yeah. those are my days. But like. I'm, and I don't like pastas or nothing. So like the days we got pasta, I'm like, dang, like I gotta, I gotta kind of freestyle. I gotta like get some rice, mix it with some sauce. You know what I mean? Like the college, yeah. college days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> other than that, though, I mean, it, it's obviously, I mean, it, it's it's free. So it's like I can't complain. Like I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say no. So, exactly. Yeah. For the most, it's good for the most part. Or add some salt and pepper, and it's pretty good. That's awesome, man. Well, two more questions. Uh, uh, we were talking about this before the podcast started, but favorite hobby outside of football? Yeah, so fishing is definitely a, a big hobby of mine. I'm starting to pick up reading a lot more. I'm trying to make reading a hobby. Like, I'm trying to make it so it's I'm not forcing myself to read. So um, fishing, I'm, I sound like an old head, man. Like, that's, that's kind of what, yeah, that's, that's what I like, man. And I also like to just, I, another hobby, I guess I got to say, like, I've been, just going out by myself and like going to get dinner alone. Like that sounds, it sounds like kind of depressing, <laughs> but 
it sounds depressing, but it's something I'm catching myself doing a lot of, and I just enjoy my own company. So it's like, all right, cool. Like that's that's a hobby I'm into. Well, I you know I have to ask a follow up question to that. Like you're yeah. not just going to Chipotle. Like you're talking about going somewhere nice and just having. Yeah, I'm talking about like going to a, a a steakhouse or something. Like, dude, literally going to like my favorite place around here is called Habana. It's a Cuban spot. Um, yeah. I go to Habana. I get a table to myself, and I just enjoy my company man like <laughs> I, I like i'll people watch i'll enjoy my company and then i'll get up come home and i'm like i'm happy i feel good lay down and, like, and, that, and my day is good if you if you need to, if you need to find damon lloyd on a bye week he, he is at habana so just oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> that's my spot that's awesome man and then uh last question was uh, what are you most excited for this year? What, like, what are you most excited for? It could be a game, could be just, you know, making, being on the team. Like, you know, what, what are you most excited about? Yeah. So, I mean, those are the two big, the big goals, obviously, like being yeah. on the squad, playing, I mean, playing Thursday night football is something that like, I, I can't wait to be able to do. Um, but I mean, the, the short-term goals right now, man, I mean, just to be what I am, like just, just to be a football player again, have the have everything I guess in regards to being 100% again that's what my goal is right now because if I'm not that then it doesn't matter the other goals don't matter exactly so, I mean taking care of what I need to do and then um on top of that I mean just also networking and kind of being utilizing my platform utilizing and like shout out to you guys for this because I mean this is 50 this is probably 75% of playing football is being able to network and being able to be in crowds that you wouldn't normally be in so yeah getting healthy again and just continuing the network and, and find different aspects of life that I don't know about so those are those are my big goals right Love now that and uh I know we're not going to be there when it happens but uh when you make your first tackle in uh in, in training camp I feel like yeah. I feel like we're just going to go he's back yes sir yeah I have, I have a whole <laughs> trust me like I visualize it I have a whole aspect of things that I want to be able to like I can't wait man like it's it's going yeah. to be fun and like I have like I feel great right now man like my speed is there like yeah everything is lined up for me to just be a ball player again so I'm really looking forward to it whatever the future has in store the brothers brand are going to be rooting for you Damon it's been a real honor having you on our podcast and uh, we can't thank you enough for sharing your story and we just want to thank you for that and wish you all the best going forward this season I appreciate it, man. This is this was really fun. And like, again, I mean, whoever's listening, man, if you needed that extra push or you just needed a little bit of motivation, I hope this provided it for you because, man, the odds were they're always stacked against. And as long as you can find that last push to keep going, I mean, why not? Just see, just see where it takes you. It's awesome. Damon, love it, dude. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. 
Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.